Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bee's Perspective Radio. Hey, so I want to talk about something fun today. Um, right now, we don't have a whole lot of current NFL news going on. So I just thought I'd uh, bring in a new topic on my podcast to talk about um, that may get somebody's attention. Um, so the topic is, is that three coaches that I'd like to see win a Super Bowl. So the first coach I'm going to start with is Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he's been to a Super Bowl before, back when he was head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, um, but unfortunately lost. Um, Andy Reid has been close. You know, he's been to multiple conference championship games, both on the NFC side of the ball mainly and on the AFC side where the Patriots faced the Kansas City Chiefs and the Patriots won that. So Andy Reid, I'd like for him to get his Super Bowl win, guys. I think he's been a pretty good coach and one of the more underrated NFL coaches, you know, um, this decade or especially, I'd say, even the last 20 years, you know, been one of the more underrated head coaches, um, has been really incredible. Um, he has a great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And uh, if he plays anything like he did last last year, um, very well they could be back in the thick of things and could very well be in the AFC Championship game again and perhaps go to the Super Bowl. Um, they have talents on both offense on the side of the ball and both defensive side, so it's very possible. Um, there's some changes made on the defensive side, uh, but they brought in Frank Clark, so he was a pretty good uh, defensive end for the Seattle Seahawks, so it remains to be seen you know, how well the Kansas City Chiefs play. But I think they have a very good chance at making another playoff push, um, especially if Mahomes plays anything what he did last year, which was sensational. Uh, second coach I want to say that I'd like to win a Super Bowl would be Ron Rivera. Um, he's also another coach that has been to a Super Bowl, uh, but lost. Um, when he went to the Super Bowl, the Panthers were facing the Denver Broncos. And we all know that was Manning's last game, and he rode off into the sunset, similar to what John Elway has done um, as a quarterback. (laughs) So uh, very impressive for the Broncos, but nonetheless, so it kind of stinks because the Carolina Panthers are a really good team. Um, I like Ron Rivera as a head coach. I think uh, he brings a certain level of toughness, and I think overall as a coach, he's done a pretty good job with the Carolina Panthers, to be honest, guys. Definitely one of the better NFL coaches. Um, and I think someone like Ron Rivera, you just really want to appreciate as a head coach because not too many head coaches like Ron Rivera, you know, are out there. You know, oftentimes every year it happens where, you know, multiple coaches get fired and teams hope that this next guy can come in and, you know, do better than what the previous guy did. But Ron Rivera has been with the Panthers for quite some time now and has done some good things, you know. Like I said, took his team to the Super Bowl. And I'd like for him to be honestly um, to go out there and uh, compete for a Super Bowl again. Um, if Cam, New- Cam Newton stays healthy, they have a chance to be playoff contenders. Um, and if... if- if everything goes well, it's possible, you know, and it's a big if, you know, if Cam, if Cam stays healthy, guys, he gives you the best option to be a Super Bowl contender because when healthy, guys, 
he's certainly one of the game's most dynamic quarterbacks. I like seeing Cam Newton, honestly. I think his play is incredible. I like the fact that he can pass, he can run. We see all his crazy jumps and dives and everything. So uh, definitely one of the more talented quarterbacks in the game. Uh, but like I said, guys, when healthy, he can be very effective. And Christian McCaffrey is also, also bulked up in the offseason as well. And uh, I think they could also use the run game effectively. Uh, it remains to be seen how the wide receiver group will do. But hey... You know, the Panthers, man, I think Ron Rivera has definitely got a good team there. Um, certainly a great coach. They do have one of the best linebackers in the game in Luke Keekley. So I'd like to see Ron Rivera at some point in time win a Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers. Um, because, like I said, he's a great coach. Um, done a lot of good things for that organization. And, um, yeah, they should have a chance, guys. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, last but certainly not least, um, I want to talk about another coach who hasn't been to the Super Bowl yet, but is close, right? Is close. And the guy I'm talking about is Bill O'Brien, the head coach of the Houston Texans. And originally, Bill O'Brien was introduced as the Texans head coach on January 2nd of 2014. Guys, he's had some success with the Texans. Three straight winning seasons from 2014 all the way to 2016 at 9-7. and seven. One more games and you've lost, so that's good, right? Uh, the only hiccup would be in 2017 where he went 4-12. and 12, And then last year we saw the Texans go 11-5. and five. Not a bad record for 11-5, and five, guys. Um, so overall that leaves Bill O'Brien's record at 42-38. and 38. And four out of five seasons he's played that he's been a coach for the Texans, he's had winning winning seasons. So I think that's a pretty good thing to have. And you look at the fact that the Texans have some talent on both sides of the ball. They got a young quarterback in Deshaun Watson, who has proven to us, when healthy, very effective and dangerous guy, right? You have potentially one of the top five wide receiver duos in the NFL right now in Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins, both two very talented wide receivers, right? And not to mention on the defensive side of the ball, you still have guys like J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, Whitney Merciless. Those three guys are very effective players. And I think those guys are extremely talented. Um, going back to Deshaun Watson, so... If he's healthy, they can certainly be a contending team. You know, there's no doubt in my mind about it. Uh, with the first pick, you know, that they uh, used in this year's draft, they drafted Titus Howard, offensive tackle from Alabama State. Um, so it remains to be seen how well Titus will play. But anytime you invest in offensive linemen to protect your franchise quarterback, it's never a bad idea, you know. It comes with more upside than potentially a bust because a lot of guys out there, you can get a tackle or a guard, plug and play, and he could be an effective player to protect your quarterback. Because if you have a healthy quarterback and he stays healthy, the chances of you making the playoffs are more improved than obviously with your guy banged up or out for the season with an ACL injury, a shoulder injury, and things like that. So uh, the only thing is with the Texans, though, is that coming into this season, the 2019 season, um, guys, I'm putting money on it right now. I think 
the AFC South is going to be one of the toughest divisions to play right now. Um, I know the AFC West is tough because you have the Kansas City Chiefs, you have the San Diego Chargers, you even have the Denver Broncos. You know, um, now they got their quarterback in Joe Flacco, and they still got a good defense. You know, that's that's going to be a pretty good uh, division as well. We also look at um, the uh, NFC uh, side of the ball as well. You look at the Rams, you look at uh, you look at the Seahawks. The Seahawks improved big time last year. So you look at those teams and even the Arizona Cardinals. I don't expect the Cardinals to certainly win the division or anything like that, but they can improve from what they did last season. And then on top of that, you have the 49ers with the healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. So that could be another tough division. But guys, I'm not sleeping on the AFC South. So the AFC South division, you have a talented team like the Houston Texans. The Indianapolis Colts, you have Andrew Luck, who, when healthy, he's an effective quarterback. The year before, they got Quentin Nelson, the big guard from Notre Dame, and I was a big fan of I thought that was extremely smart on there and to get a guy like him to protect Andrew Luck because we all know what happens. If Andrew Luck's hurt, banged up, the Colts don't have success. But when healthy, dating back to his rookie season in 2012, you look at every year they got better. They got closer and closer to Super Bowl, but the kryptonite of the Indianapolis Colts was the New England Patriots that stopped them from making that push to be Super Bowl contenders. Um, So I think the Indianapolis Colts, they've improved. You look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, they've improved. They got their quarterback in Nick Foles who is a Super Bowl winner. He's capable of winning um, a much better quarterback than Blake Bortles. In addition to that, I like the draft pick that they drafted in the first round in Josh Allen. Um, Definitely one of the best players in the draft for sure. You pair him along with Yannick Ngoguakwe and Calais Campbell on that defense, it's going to improve them. They still have two very effective corners in A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. So I think that defense is going to be one of the tougher defenses to play in the league. So I certainly don't think it's going to be an easy cakewalk for any AFC South team to win the division and the Titans as well. Um, Another good team with another year under Mike Vrabel. And they went out and they got, uh, what was the name? I think uh, Brandon Flowers from the Patriots, I believe. Or Trey Flowers, I'm sorry. Trey Flowers from the Patriots. Uh, And he's a perfect swift army knife and could be an effective defensive playmaker. So, yeah, that division is going to be really tough, guys. It's going to be interesting to see um, how things are going to turn out. But those are three coaches that I would like to see win the Super Bowl because definitely hardworking coaches, um, you know, especially with Andy Reid. If you ask me out of those three who has the best opportunity to win the Super Bowl right here, right now, I think most agree with me. Most people would agree with me would be the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, because they have a dynamic quarterback right? You got some offensive play playmakers on the side of the ball. Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends right now. Um, you look at the defensive side of the ball, like I said, they got Frank Clark. So some of the additions on there they've improved on um, while also saving some cap salary. So <clears throat> I think he has the best chance. And uh, I don't know, guys, I think uh, it's, it's up in the air out of uh, one of those three coaches. But like I said, I think the best chance at uh, winning a Super Bowl would definitely be Andy Reid. Uh, certainly much long deserved. Um, whether it be this year or maybe the year after that, it's possible that he could win a Super Bowl um, and potentially ride off in the sunset as a 
winning coach and that's it. He doesn't have to prove anything. He's got a Super Bowl uh, ring right there and obviously one of the more successful head coaches um, over the last 20-some years. So, you know, definitely an impressive head coach. Um, one last thing I want to talk about, and it's a new wrinkle, guys, I've wanted to start with my podcast and I've been planning, is uh, five topics trending in the NFL right now. Uh, so the first topic I'm going to discuss is Khalil Mack. Right now, he's striving to be the best player he can be in the game today. And when I think of best defensive players right now, I think of Donald, Aaron Donald of the St. Louis, not St. Louis Rams, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Rams. I think of Khalil Mack. Those two guys are the premier defenders right now in today's game. So I think it's possible that he can be the best right now. Um, If we're looking at overall best in the entire history of the NFL, um, it's still going to be some time, and and we'll see how Kalomak plays up against, you know, but I wouldn't certainly put him up against guys like Lawrence Taylor or or Joe Green or anybody like that. But Kalomak, he's a special type of talent, and uh, I think, man, if he has a couple more good years, you know, he's certainly making his case for the Hall of Fame right now today. But I think he can. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, always believing in yourself and always working hard. So, you know what? If Khalil Mack puts his mind to it, I guarantee he could be one of the best to ever play when it's all said and done, for sure. Uh, next topic I want to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I recently discussed about. Uh, they're expected to sign wide receiver Terrell Pryor. I think this would be a good addition because it gives Nick Foles the weapon because if you think about it this way, Pryor is more of a deep threat. I think there's ways where he can stretch the field. Now, he's not an Antonio Brown or a Julio Jones or an A.J. Green, none of those great wide receivers, right? But I think, you know, you have a guy like Terrell Pryor who is pretty fast, by the way, can stretch that side of the ball out. And that leaves opportunities for the tight ends. That leaves opportunities for the running backs, especially to go out to the flat and, you know, pick up, you know, seven, eight, nine yards or even a first down and get those yardages. That's important. So um, I think it's a solid addition if they sign them. Um, I don't expect them to have like a thousand yards, you know, catching and 12 touchdowns or anything like that. But I think he can be an effective gadget type of player in a way, um, you know, because when he was with the Jets, he did okay. And, you know, when he was with the Browns and, and the Redskins, he did okay. He's he's not an elite type of wide receiver or anything like that. But I think, you know, in the right system, he can be effective. And, hey, he played quarterback at Ohio State. In certain packages, if you want to trick the defense, hey, why not have Terrell Pryor go from, you know, the wide receiver slot position and have him go under center, get it, and just chunk it and see if you can get, you know, a big first down or a potential score. So, would be a good solid move. <clears throat> Next guy I want to talk about is a guy that I've been talking about in a couple of my podcasts and some of my uh, Twitter posts is Gerald McCoy. Uh, he didn't sign with the Baltimore Ravens. He's still leaving his options open on the table. Um, he's expected to visit the Carolina Panthers. Um, if you think about it, I think it's a smart move because he wants to play for a, contend- a contending team. And the teams that he's visited, the Baltimore Ravens, the Carolina Panthers soon to be. And if you think about the Cleveland Browns, they're all contenders to make the playoffs. You know, let's be honest. They're, they're not terrible teams. You know, the Browns have certainly improved. Baltimore Ravens have improved in the offseason, you know, another year under Lamar Jackson's belt. And they went out and they got Earl Thomas right now, one of the premier safeties you know went healthy in the league so um and you add Gerald McCoy to that 
yeah, that defense is going to be really tough to beat. So it's possible McCoy can go on there. But if you think about it, it would be interesting to have McCoy sign with the Carolina Panthers because he gets to play his old team twice, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that could be another thing that could entice him to sign with the um, the Carolina Panthers to face his former team twice and potentially beat both of them uh, on the two meetings there. So would be good. And like I said earlier, uh, Carolina is a good team. Without the Cam Newton, they are certainly a playoff contending team, no doubt about it. So um, who knows? But um, I think it's smart that um, you know he's leaving his options on the table. Um, you know, he should still consider teams like the Saints, the Packers, um, even the New England Patriots, you know, for other teams, too, if he wants to really extend out there to be Super Bowl teams. So good move to uh, to keep his options on the table. Um, another topic, which I talked about the Ravens, uh, as the Ravens owner is wanting Lamar Jackson to run less and states that he will run less in this offense. Guys, I think that's a smart move, to be honest. Lamar Jackson has got a unique skill set where in packages he can be an effective runner and he could also throw the ball and he's got pretty good arm strength. And I think if you have a healthy Lamar Jackson, it increases your chances of being a competitive team. You know, we look at what happened with RG, RG3, you know, back in 2012. Had a sensational rookie year, but injuries derailed his career pretty much. And you hate to see that with a guy of his talent. And we know Lamar Jackson can ball out. We saw, you know, flashes of him playing really well last season, uh, some of the games that he started. So I think that's the right call would be to, you know, get him to be more of a pocket passer and in some packages, you know, run the ball. But if a team is going to come up and try to blitz him, they better be ready because Lamar Jackson's fast and he's shown guys that he can run the ball effectively. So smart move would be to reduce his workload as far as running the ball um hopefully it'd be kind of similar to what russell wilson's doing up in seattle pocket first but run when necessary so uh potentially that um last but not least out of these five topics would be my team the new york jets so one of our best players on defense leonard williams likes the fact that the battles and otas are back and forth and as a Jets fan, I like this because that's what I want to see. I want to see competitiveness, and I want to see that fiery type of attitude. Adam Gase on the offensive side of the ball, he can do a good job. He's a fiery type of coach. And we got Greg Williams, who is also a fiery type of coach. And guys, I know a lot of Jets fans out there, you know, you know, praise the fact that we got talent such as Le'Veon Bell. We even got... C.J. Mosley, and even Jamison Crowder from the Washington Redskins. But low-key, I think one of the best moves, one of the more smarter moves that we've gotten, one of the best additions, is the fact that we got Greg Williams to come over and sign with the New York Jets. And Greg Williams is a pretty darn good defensive coordinator. You know, he didn't do a bad job with Cleveland. He did a pretty good job. We saw what happened last year. You know, he did a great job. And with Miles Garrett, you have Denzel Ward. So when you have those pieces in play, I think it increases the chance of success. Not to mention that one of our big offseason additions last year in Tremaine Johnson, we spent a boatload of money on. Many Jets fans, including myself, didn't see that expectation where he improved, where he played sensational to that contract. You know, we saw him struggle, but 
he's got ties with Greg Williams because when Tremaine Johnson was with the Rams and Greg Williams with the Rams, Johnson did pretty good. He did a great job. So uh, it remains to be seen how this defense is, but I like the fact that the Jets are going to be more competitive, more fiery attitude, have a little bit more swagger going to them. So um, as a Jets fan, I'm hoping that they have success. Um, As I've mentioned before on my post, our season goes off of how well Sam Darnold plays in the offensive line. So, um, guys, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Um, Again, thanks again, and have a wonderful rest of your day, guys. Take care, and, and have a great rest of your day.